Well, hello. Welcome to our attempt at a podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> my name is Heather Noel. And, and my name is Sarah. Sarah, my co co-host slash cohort, longtime good friend, uh, and I are doing this little experiment and it's a podcast about rom-coms and drom-coms and everything in between, but basically <laughs> iconic films. And we want to, we have a lot to say about this and I'm, I'm sure you do too. And um, we're the first uh, movie we're going to get into today. We're super excited about because my God, this was like, this still is one of my absolute favorite movies. It was the sleepover movie of the century when I was in like junior high and middle school and high school and like just over and over I can probably quote this movie verbatim probably still do to this day <laughs> my love map I think was formed from this movie so and it's uh none other but say anything by written and directed by Cameron Crowe um god I forget how many years ago it's like over 25 maybe 30 years at this point I think something like that um wow we could always use google <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many like just iconic moments and and lines and and songs used in this in this movie that we wanted to start off with a with a bang and cover it um yeah Sarah what was your first impression how old or do you remember like the time frame when you first saw this movie um I don't and in case we do more of these my memory is trash so I will probably have <laughs> the same thing for every single movie I will have no idea about when I watched it except for which is not a rom-com I guess well maybe it is but uh, I remember being a child and watching um, Fast Times at Richmond High as like a sleepover movie, but way too young. <laughs> like my parents, oh, wow. okay. my parents didn't know. It was like, you know, it's a high school movie. It should be fine, right? Sounds like kids movie. No. Uh -huh. So besides yeah, that movie, so knowing that I watched that way too young, other than that, um, I have no idea. But, Thanks, uh, Cameron Crowe, corrupting the youth. <laughs> um well i mean you but you definitely saw it like maybe when you were growing up yes i would say probably for sure in high school but when right. i can't tell you um yeah so it looks like april the real release date was april 14th 1989 so yeah, oh, it's, okay it's been a minute yeah. yeah now i don't know about you but like this was like my fucking like dream relationship Lloyd Dobler was like the ultimate pinnacle of romance and like honestly it was like does this man ever exist like is this a real person like I don't know I, you have like moments like that where it's yeah. like it's so heavily tipped into almost fantasy land that I think that's the part that appeals to me the most right. but we'll get into it let's get in let's start at the beginning okay what's Starting up what's first up for you um so like I kind of wrote down sort of how, um, how the movie goes. So I wasn't sure how, you know, how you wanted to go about this, you know? So it yeah. looks like as far as what my notes are showing, um, you know, the first scene is like Lloyd talking with his, you know, best buds, which are, you know, two women, the Lily Taylor and, and I'm not sure what the other actress's name. Iconic Lily Taylor, I love yeah, I her. Me too. <laughs> Speaking of perfect lines. Yeah or song lines. I don't even know what that would be, but yeah, she has some good lines in this movie. She has great lines. But here for, we, like, you have to address the fact that like, props to Cameron Crowe for highlighting men, boys who have female good friends. Like yeah. he, he had like a 
pussy posse. That was right. like his and, and giving him good direction. You know, like don't don't be a piece of shit. Like yeah, so many men your age are, which we have a whole scene later in the movie that shows that perfectly. <laughs> yes. And, and he's so much the opposite of like a typical guy, which, and that's even said, that's actually one of the lines. It's like, don't be a guy, be a man. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's just such a charming opening scene of like, like nervousness and talking to your good friends about your crush and wondering what their, you know, their opinions, get their thoughts. And I just love the fact that he just is like, fuck it. I want to get hurt. Yeah. I was going to say, and that, that line and that, in that scene of him just being like, you know, whatever. Yeah. This I want yeah, to jump. Some... I want to jump in with both feet. Yeah, and just like wanting the full gamut of the human experience. Whether it's like, I mean, you gotta like in order to get the high, you you have to risk, you know, shooting and missing. Yeah, and the fact that like, you know, he realizes he's getting the warnings, and you know, the fact that she's out of his league, but they're being honest with him with with love. But at the same time, he's like, fuck it, like I'm diving in. And I love the whole, like, I don't know, the, the, there's good pauses when they start saying, like, what is a scam? Well, what is a date? Right. What, and then <laughs> what is love? Like, and then it, nobody answers that question because nobody fucking knows, you know, that it's right. like, it's just we haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just graduated. Dream about. Yeah. So, and then, um, oh yeah. Fun fact. I watched the, the 20th or the 25th anniversary version, um, DVD has commentary, live commentary with Cameron Crowe, John Cusack, and Ioni Sky, the great. And um, so they were sort of like making comments as they go. And one of the one of the things was the guy who plays Joe, um, you know, who's singing the greatest love of all at the beginning on stage. Um, he was up for John Cusack's part of Lloyd Dobler. Hmm. So yeah, so he came, he didn't get it, but they gave him the part of Joe, um, which is brilliant but I just love the fact that like I remember because I had to play that song on piano for a concert recital like the greatest love of all by Whitney Houston and there he's up there just screaming it <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to that graduation <laughs> it wouldn't be boring That's but yeah true. I only sky too what a what a beauty like she just she was just captivating and the I fact that played, you didn't like her no, I was going to say, I don't remember her being, like, the only movies I remember her in is this one and River's Edge. And then I can't, like, think of anything else. <laughs> well, she was in uh, Quentin Tarantino's Four Rooms. She was I in- I did uh, see that, but I don't remember. Yeah, it. she was in the Madonna scene, the little vignette with Madonna as a witch, where they're, like, chanting around naked in the hotel room. Like, she's in that one. She's in a current series called Camping with um, Jennifer Garner. And a, it's actually a very good, um, Juliette Lewis. It's a, actually very funny. I think I actually saw, um, you know, like a trailer for that or whatever. Yeah, she's good in it. It looks she's, like it might be good. She's charming in it. Um, and she was married to a Beastie Boy. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah, I think they're no longer married, but um, yeah, once upon a time. But um, anyways, and then uh, let's see. Um, oh yeah, the beauty, having a beauty play like the valedictorian is such a against type. I just love the fact that like, she's this drop dead bombshell and yet she's the brains of the whole school. Right. Which of course is like kind of pie in the sky because does that exist? Probably not. But not sure I love the fact that he, he wrote that and 
tried to play it. <laughs> yeah. You can be both. Uh-huh. Um, did you ever uh, have a cassette uh, cassette tape player in your car and use matches to uh, no play the cassette? So that was such a I just love that moment where it's like, and I love the the emphasis on how like music in every sense is so important to each character, like from the dad singing, you know, Ricky, don't lose that number. (laughs) Like every aspect, like every character has songs that mean so much. Like it's, yeah, I just love, I love like, even from like, what's her name? Lily Taylor playing the- Speaking of that, I did make a note in here, which I had never noticed before, probably because I, it's really quiet and I wasn't paying as much attention, Mm. but where, in the party scene when joe goes into the kitchen um to like you know basically like be pathetic and tell lily that he loves her now that somebody broke up with him um in the background is depeche mode <laughs> and i oh, never really? noticed yeah i'd never noticed that before which song is it um let me see if i made a note for that i don't know if i did oh the you invade my soul comment she might say that, yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm not I sure. Feel like I'm, I might have written that in a poem or two when I was in junior high. <laughs> yes, I am not ashamed. What did they say? Uh, I can't think of the phrase, but when you copy something, is the best flattery, whatever. Oh yeah, imitation. Imitation. That's the word. <laughs> Form of flattery. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find it, but anyway, it's Depeche Mode cool well all right well let's move along let's see the cassette oh yeah the fact that like nancy wilson was cameron crowe's then wife um i don't know if they were married at the time but she did the music um she did like additional music and sang um i think she's singing she's is she on the opening not the opening song but yeah she's she's i think you know it's in the credits but she's her song is definitely at the end um of the movie but I love the fact that she's involved too. So it's like, he really put his like heart, soul, love, you know, and, you know, skin cells into this movie. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh yeah, I have questions to ask later in the movie, but um, oh yeah, well, well, let me just ask you this. Have you ever had like, you know, the infamous boombox boom box moment? Have you ever done something that was like up there in romance or had that done to you? Um don't think so no no over weaning you know grand gestures no i think i think most gestures in my life have been pretty basic <laughs> okay got it and from i'm not i can i mean again my memory is non-existent but i don't i don't think so i feel like i would have remembered something that was along the lines of the boombox scene for years, that song was pretty much my favorite song because of this movie. And then- Which, which one? The In Your Eyes. Oh God, yeah. Oh, it's still, it's still. And, and fun fact, that was never supposed to be the song. It was supposed to be a song by Fishbone. Oh, God. <laughs> Fishbone? Hey, at least it's not Jellyfish. No. Hey, <laughs> Jellyfish has some songs that would make more sense, I think, than Fishbone. <laughs> no offense but to like, Fishbone, but- yeah, it was supposed know. to originally be a Fishbone song, and I don't think they achieved clearance on it, and uh, it it got changed. Um, Would Fishbone be? Kickboxing. Do they have a love, they have a love ballad? 
<laughs> I don't. Yeah, maybe they might have. Don't all good bands? I mean, I wouldn't say they're good. Bands. I mean, I saw them live once with other bands at the Palladium, but I never oh. really was a Fishbone fan per se. Yeah, they opened for Rage Against the Machine at the Glass House in Pomona. I was not impressed. <laughs> in fact, there was a famous, there was a, oh God, this is, this is classic me, where it was the first time I was seeing Rage Against the Machine. I was there with my friend Roxanne and at the Glass House at the time, like there was a, like literally a, a cage, like a fence, like a recessed fence separating the main room from the backstage area, like the hallways and stuff. So to keep the regulars out or whatever. And so I'm standing next to the fence in the back, back left, like just observing um, Fishbone. And all of a sudden a guy comes out and stands on the other side of the fence, like stands next to me, like right next to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, hey. And we're watching the show and he's like, hey, like, how are you doing? And he's like, um, what do you think of these guys? I was like, honestly, I'm like, it's not really doing it for me. I like made a comment, like, it's not really my thing, like not really loving the music, I'll be honest. And all of a sudden Roxanne starts elbowing me and she's like, that is Zach De La Rocha of Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> she's like, ah, you're talking to him. And I was like, I, this is the first time I'd seen them yeah. live. And, you know, I love their music, but I didn't, couldn't really identify him. Like, you know what I mean? And so I could after that, let me tell you. Right. But yeah, of course, of course, I'm like criticizing his opener. <laughs> yeah. I never recognize anyone famous. So. <laughs> that that always helps, though. I mean, they yeah. Harry like Farrell. Him. He was about the only one I recognized when I was ah. a youth. Did you recognize um, what's his name from Foo Fighters when you were working? Did you? Recognize oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's oh, okay. Old, but yeah, um, I didn't know if he was like trying to like play down. But I mean, there's like other people who came in there without anybody telling me. I would have no idea. Ah. Or like you know, like I used to work um, in retail years ago. Like I worked at the Beverly Center for a while and like Steve Stevens came in and somebody had to be like, oh, that's Steve Stevens. Like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> like, like, you know, I might know of what band he was in or something like that. But as far as like what they looked like, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm not yeah. It's okay. It probably, they probably like that. I mean, as opposed to being mobbed on a regular right. basis. Oh, I was going to mention my um, boombox moment. And of course it was me doing it, not receiving. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, the story of my life. Um, it was uh, there, I had a crush on this guy named Johnny Stevens. My friend Tammy will never let me live this one down. Was this in high school? Um, yeah, in high school. And he, he, lit, he was in the Madrigals, which was like this like elite ensemble, singing ensemble. And um, he looked, okay, if you could picture a young- Did you have a toner? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's even worse. Like picture a young Johnny Stevens, like rough, rudgy, or I'm sorry, Judd Nelson. Okay. Ru rugged around the, the edges, flannel wearing, ripped jeans, like tattoos, <laughs> like fist in the air type. Okay. And yet like he, he was in, he had a beautiful voice okay. and he had a solo and um, they had a folk festival every year and he had a solo in Amazing Grace, okay? The song Amazing Grace. And I remember paying my brother $7 to ride and just to get a ride home when he was gonna drop Johnny off afterwards, <laughs> $7. Anyway, but here's my moment because I was a huge band nerd. Um, I played the trumpet. Awesome. Yes. Um, 
some credit my sensuous lips for those days. Um, But so I learned to play (laughs) Amazing Grace on my trumpet. So what do I do? I look up and find, I somehow used a phone book to track down his address. I, I don't know how that happened. I tracked down his address. Oh, you know what? No, no, sorry. I used the phone book to track down his phone number because I had his address because my brother dropped him off. God, I was a stalker. Anyway. Okay, um, that age, I guess. Yep, I guess we all, we're all stretching our stalker wings and stalker chanting. Um, so then I took my, my friend Roxanne drove. I, one night, took my trumpet and played Amazing Grace on my trumpet in front of his house at night. Wow. And somebody came, I was like standing on a street corner under a street light in front of his house. It was like in a, in a total Huntington Beach housing track. And somebody came out and we ran away. I still to this day have no fucking clue if he saw me, heard me, knew it was me. That was what, my There was romantic. no high school reunion where you're like, hey, yeah, yeah, I, I did recall that. a trumpet solo. I <laughs> did serenade. that. Yeah, but oh, like, man. you know, it didn't get me anywhere. But I, I felt very. I seized the day, and um, actually, I think, fun. I think some guy in high school that was like a friend of. I think I did actually go to a dance with him, um, hmm. because like you know, all the friends were trying to all be at the dance together, kind of thing. So it was like my group of girlfriends plus the group of guys that were sort of associated with us mm-hmm. <clears throat> because like Bobby was dating one of them. Uh, but he s- like sang to me some Pearl Jam song, which I was not even a Pearl. I didn't like Pearl Jam. And so I think it was uh black. No. What was the like real popular one? Alive. Oh, shit. I even don't know. Anyway. Yes, that one. That's the ticket. Um, so he like sang that to me, and I was like, oh, "I'm so uncomfortable." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Aww. so I guess there was that. That happened in my youth, but uh... I, um, I somehow we were flying. The band was flying to Hawaii to perform at Pearl Harbor Memorial, and it was a freshman year. And I somehow begged, borrowed, steal, stolen to get the plane seat next to my crush at the time, Jason Irby, which was like, I'll just never forget that. Like, I don't know what, and it's, it's funny. Cause he was like, how did you end up sitting next to me? He even made a comment. Like, how did you end up here? I'm like, well, it's all a part of my evil plan. $7. <laughs> but I remember like, I knew that he loved classic rock and everything. So I had my, my headphones, my Walkman at the time. And I had like a cassette of cream sunshine of your love that I turned up the volume on purpose. So he could hear me listening to that. Like I had, He's I had think I'm cool. If I listen to this, <laughs> I had skills. Let me tell you very subtle skills. Yes. Sounds like it. But anyway, <laughs> Back to the movie. Yes. Um, I, don't, I don't know where we're at. Looks like, Oh, Oh, when he's at- making the phone call, which is so cute. And he uses the line, um, are you monumentally busy? oh yeah so did we so wait i don't even know where we left off are we just gonna like skip through here oh yeah sorry keep going i'm i'm probably skipping ahead we were um we were it's like that first scene then it's graduation um oh yeah what about after the the graduation where he's like take a picture of me 
And he like yeah. just sticks himself in the picture next to her at first. I was going to mention that. Like, have you had any, have you ever done anything like that where you're like, we're kind of in the picture. Let me just take a picture of us. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I've done a run, a run ridic- through picture. I've done ridiculous things, but okay. I don't think, I don't think that. I'm, I'm trying to remember if I, if I did anything like that. Probably. Yeah. I probably just wrote poems about people. Um, and then there's like the next scene looks like is with um, when we like meet Joan Cusack's character. His, his sister. Oh yeah. And that's his actual sister. What great chemistry yeah. they have. And I love the fact that she's a single mother and the fact that like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like fun little niche details, like the line on the stereo that they can't turn up past a certain line, like to piss off the neighbors. The fact that it's like, she's grumpy and he like totally calls her on it. It's like, you used to be hilarious. Used yeah. It to used be to be fun or whatever. Fun. And she, I still am. Yeah. <laughs> So you I see her it, like loosen up a little bit, which is nice. I thought the line that she says where she's talking about his food, where she's like, there's no food in your food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I made a note about that because I thought it was funny. Yeah. The little uh, boy was adorable too. Hey, my man. Oh yeah. That actually, that line is something. I, I wasn't sure if that was from something. I've asked people about that line before. The one where um, he like is talking to the nephew and he's like, hey, my brother, can I borrow a copy of your Hey Soul Classics? And so yeah. I was like, is that like from a record or is that just something they made up for the movie? Like that, that little scene always stuck out to me, but I don't know if it's actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall. They probably mentioned it in the, in the commentary. I should check that out. That's a good, good question. Um, 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 um. Yeah. So next is like, it's her house. Um, and he gives her a call. He, uh, yeah. he calls and he's super polite. And I love how like the dad is just used to like, dude's calling the house he's and like, he's like standing in the bathtub doesn't he like go doesn't he stand in the bathtub when he calls her he like brings the phone in the bathroom um Something. yeah that's right like like he goes into his his office yeah his quote-unquote office um yeah and he's super polite and i love the fact that like the sort of delusional like date they didn't really have a date but they sat in the same food court together yeah. <laughs> like, and he's just like leaving a note or leaving a message with her dad yeah I love that she called him back though. Um, I've noticed there's like this pervy, like there's like a pervy father-daughter thing. Oh yeah. I don't think it's pervy, but it's definitely like, I don't understand it. I think I made a note about that somewhere too, where I'm like, they have this very like strange relationship where, yeah, yeah, where she can say anything to him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, hello boundaries. Like, yeah. I, it's like, I don't know the way that the actor looks at her though sometimes it's he's a just little... too yeah that was a I think that was my note was I was like he seems obsessed like he has yeah like no other like life beyond just obsess obsessing about her and her future and yeah and the the ring the ring bugged me the ring of course you know fits in with the storyline of him extorting money yeah but the fact that she puts it instantly on her ring, her wedding ring hand. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's on that finger throughout okay. the whole movie. Until until the end. Until the end, symbolically, she moves it to her right hand. I noticed that this second, this hmm. second, second <laughs> time around. Um, the only, no, the only second time you've watched it? Two millionth time around. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I thought that was, that was interesting. And then the fact that she... She calls him back and I love that his sister knows how important this is and and he has to like have it strike an agreement with 
the little kid and be like, not one word. <laughs> he takes it very seriously. I was going to say rise of the trench coat in this movie, like John Cusack, like bringing that look. Oh, and his infamous uh, Clash t-shirt. Oh, that, yeah. Like, and it was has traveled through him. Like that was all him. him. That was all him. <clears throat> now, let me ask you this. I, um, and I know we're, we're still in the middle of it, but like, and I, I noticed like the, like, I noticed the care, like the actor's chemistry of John Cusack and Ioni Sky. like, I think it's just off the charts. Like, as far as like, it just, you feel like the actor's fucked. You know what I mean? Do I you think get so. That? Okay. I feel like there's definitely something. There's something there. And then when you listen to the commentary, they actually address that. Oh, really? They, um, they said, <laughs> because a lot of people have commented on their chemistry and um, the fact that like that, whatever this ideal couple like is sort of notorious that they, they both said that she was seen, her boyfriend was the type to like, literally like stay in her trailer on set with her 24 seven. So she had a boyfriend who was there like supervising her and they both admit they're like, if he wasn't there, <laughs> you know, or if they were both single, then they, something would have happened because okay. they both, they both liked each other. Well, I guess that makes the, uh, the love scenes easier then. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't, as, as a, you know, I've had experience doing love scenes or acting and whatever, you know, just in, in college and everything. And it's like, you can't help it. You can't help but having a little, you know, you, it's it, a little method acting, like you get a little, a little into it. So. Yeah. I but, always wondered how people do that. I yeah. Feel like, just, I feel like it could be so, it could be so awkward because you yeah. have 7,000 people standing around you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um perform I'm used, <laughs> I'm used to that um I also love like the little like nuances of when she gets in the when she picks her up and he originally is like you don't know me but you can trust me <laughs> like I will give you know I'll be escorting your daughter for the next seven to eight hours and oh, yeah you can trust me and he's like and then they get fine, fine they get, lord they get in the car and the radio is like full blast <laughs> once again music <laughs> music yet again is there to pump him up for this huge moment and I love the comment of like what are these Dutch Bavarian style pretzels <laughs> I cracked up because it's like hello have you seen my car like just little touches like that oh man have you been to a high school party like that no actually that's one of my complaints about most movies is I feel like I went to a pretty substantial amount of high school parties and they are never like that and so I'm like what where are these high school parties did anybody actually ever go to one like the one in um which you know we could potentially might do at the movie at some point but like in 16 candles I'm like yeah. I've never gone to a movie where people just trash a house that's like literally never happened yeah no it's no, like no. people there's a keg and people are standing around drinking or they're like going somewhere to make out that's, yeah that's what's happening like there's and this may be some music playing but there, it's not exactly. like nobody's like I've never been to one where people are dancing <laughs> like yeah. I just yeah. it just sounds like so in, unrealistic to me usually it's just people sitting around and talking in the backyard in the house you know whatever right have you 
Uh, no, no, that's the thing is like, I love like living these vicariously through these, these moments where I'm like, I never had that experience. Um, you know, even in, even the college in, you know, the college theater parties, or, I, I mean, those sort of, no, there's no destruction, but those sort of would be a little more exciting than the ones that I've been to in high right. school. Pretty damn boring. Um, I mean, no, even, but I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, sorry, even parties after high school, like in my 20s, I don't think I ever went to one where maybe some dancing, but like nothing crazy, nothing ever destructive, like not to yeah. that, like never that extent. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, uh, I also love the, the, I love the fact that there weren't like, I mean, there were some like high school tropes involved. Like you had like the girls rolling their eyes when Joe lies, when he cries that moment, like some girls were just like, really? And then one's like, tell us again, like when you tried to kill yourself and like, she already, she said that on Wake Up Seattle, like, like these sort of like bratty, like there's a little bit in there, but there's not a lot of mean girl stuff. In fact, like the, the, the ones that were in competition, her and um, that other girl with the air quotes. Oh, right. They seem to like be sweet to each other and sort of, you know what I mean? Like she's, you know what mo- other movie she's from? She's in uh, Jawbreaker. No, she's the, oh Heather's. She's in Heather's. That's the one from Heather's. Yeah, yeah. She was also up for the role of um, Ione Skies of um, Diane. Oh, really? Ford. Yeah. So well, they made I like decisions. Her. I feel like she would yeah. have been right for that. Yes, totally. Um, so yeah, I, I have a note here that when um, like when they get to the party. Um, Oh yeah, I actually made a note about that girl coming up to her and like kind of takes her from Lloyd and then Lloyd the whole time is like watching over her, just like checking in over the crowd, like not creepy, just like, you good? Okay, cool. Like, yeah. And And the fact that like his, his hype crew like came up and sort of sang his praises, like, you know, Lily Lily was just saying, well, I wish more, why couldn't more guys be like Lloyd, you know, like. And then that's when it really hits her. You kind of see it on her face. Like, oh my gosh, I'm with a really nice person. And yeah. he's a good guy, even though I thought he was weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he might still be weird, but that's okay. Yeah. Hey, we all? We all <laughs> and then, are. or when that one guy comes up to him and he's like, you he's must like, chill. Have, no, when he's like, how did you do it, man? How did you get Diane to go out no. with you? And he's just like, I called her up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who are you, man? I know. I'm Lord Dollar. What did you do? You know who that is, right? The the kid, the kid that does that, and the one that they end up driving around all night. Yeah, that's Barbara Streisand's son. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And then Eric Stoltz, like you barely recognize Eric Stoltz. Oh shit! Is he the guy who has the house? Yeah, he's the one that does does the party in the he's in the bathrobe and. Yeah, I think I just realized that when you said that that that's who that was. And that's what's his name? His his old friend from. entourage and what he's been in so many movies with him who who's the guy that's like you must chill i have hidden your keys the one oh, that, that he, guy that comes up to him the guy yeah like, i forget i forget his know? name i hear he's kind of a douche in real life I've, i was not. at a party once with him um yeah and then what what else oh just to mention to our listeners i i had the awesome opportunity to interview cameron crow on a docu-series documentary called um uh, David Crosby, remember my name, and 
I was sitting at a table with him. So I got to, I got to really talk about all the music elements in his films and just, of course, had to mention this, this particular movie just soared in the sound. And that's when, you know, he, we would, you know, he would discuss a little bit of, of how integral music was in his life and why he's so on, like he, he doesn't have a, you know, he picks all that stuff. He handpicks all that stuff. And it's all, you know, I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy the soundtrack. It's so, it's full of variety too. Um, anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, we were back in the Joe Lies, <laughs> When He Cries, When He Cries. Oh yeah, I've said that so many times. Like <laughs> probably anytime I meet someone and their name is Joe, that's the <laughs> first thing that comes to my mind. That'll never be me. Um, Don't you ever think it. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the fact that like the guy is clueless. Joe himself is absolutely clueless. He is just thinking of himself. He's so fucking selfish. Brings another girl to the party and still expects to sleep with uh with Lily's character, Corey. And um has makes no no apologies for him for just being a man. Like it's just kind of like, "Hey, I'm going to be alone soon. You want to fuck?" Like yeah. She has to be the grown up and do like, no, um, no, I love that. Um, and I love that Lloyd tries to step in and be like, she's written 27 songs about you. These are songs about pain. Oh yeah. It's you like know, 63 like, or something like that. Don't continue to hurt someone. And he was just like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to save these songs. It could be worth something someday. Just kind of like thinking of himself as usual. Ah, uh, dudes. Let's see. Joe lies. And then, um, oh yeah, the little uh, vignette he has with um, Lilith from Frasier and Cheers. Um, what's her name? Oh yeah, it's like a teacher or something. His teacher, like what a random thing for like a cool teacher to show up. I know, I thought that was weird. I was like, a teacher yeah. party? <laughs> also doesn't, I don't, that doesn't seem likely that that would ever happen. Like, and she's just like, call me a, you know, call me a perfectionist, but let's do this. Let's do this post-grad interview now. And he was just like, I'm looking for a dare to be great situation. I love that line. Aren't we all? And then, oh yeah, the famous line of, I don't want to process anything sold or bought. Or oh yeah. I actually saved that on my phone. Cause I was like, again, that's such a great, a great line when they're at that dinner. Oh, it's so good. And I, you know, that party, like the way that it ends and like, you know, he's the key master and, you know, obviously not, not an honor to be the key master, just keep people from driving drunk. But like, did you ever just drive around till dawn? I mean, obviously with the gas prices these days, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> but, um, I mean, to some extent, like not like driving around till dawn, but I think there's like been times where like, I remember being in <clears throat> visiting a friend when she like part-time lived in Michigan and we would go and hang out with her high school friends mm -hmm. and we would just like drive around and listen to music um, and like end up at like, you know, a party in a field or whatever. Like oh, those, cool. those foresty like parties or whatever. Love it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think to some extent, probably not till morning, but. Yeah, not till morning, but just wit like those whimsical kind of like listen to music, drive, no destination in mind. I mean, clearly they, they had one in the movie, but like just aimless driving just to be out of the house and feel 
fancy free and independent. And I think I did more walking adult. around like <clears throat> Huntington Beach as a child than okay. being in a car, but I don't what know. Else? I have so many, oh. rooms, they're all blending together at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's fine. Um, we'll be friends with potential. Oh, I love the whole like, you know, kicking glass out of the way. So she, oh could... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. And how um, she goes back to that too. Like when she's, um, who is she talking to? Is she talking to her dad about that? She's, yeah. And she's like, you know, people don't understand, like, why would you like this person? And she's like, you know, our first date, he, right. he kicked glass out of the way. Yeah. And just, just the symbolism of, and the fact that like, that 7-Eleven yeah. is in the Valley, I think. Oh, is it? I think a lot of this is filmed in LA. I did make a note that, uh, the, the scene where it's supposed to, you know, he's holding the boom box. Yeah. Is in North Hollywood. It's North Hollywood Park. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, across from the 7-Eleven. Oh, cool. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a lot of symbolism, like not only the ring, but like the fact that she says, like, I, you know, she says about Lloyd, she says, I never get nervous around him. And then in the, in the beginning of the movie, she starts by saying, you always make me, dad, you have a way of making me nervous. And it's like the fact that like, you know, I love that difference. The fact that it's like, oh, I yeah. think that's a threat. That's a threat. And like her dad brings her to danger and Lloyd brings her to safety. Right. Um, and I love the whole like- Yeah, she's supposed to have this trust with her dad the whole time. And right, or he's supposed to be her best friend where he could say, she could say anything to. But I love the, the, what, the one friend, uh, no, I think it's Corey that says, everything has changed, you had sex. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that moment. I don't know if you could relate, like I was telling Tom about this yesterday, I was like, my good friend, um, I remember when my, my really good friend, um, I won't say her name, um, when she, she was like a late bloomer. Um, <laughs> she was a late bloomer. And um, so she didn't like, she was still virgin in her early twenties. And I remember like, you know, she, she had dated people, but she just never like, whatever. And so she was talking about it with me beforehand. And she was just like, well, well you know, anything, I, any, any, Thing I should, you know, any tips? Any, like, am I gonna feel differently afterwards for this person or whatever? And I just remember being like, having that whole like, oh, you're gonna get emotionally attached. It's gonna change everything. Like this whole huge like, because I I was only trying to equate it like how I felt. And so I just I'll never forget. Like the next day she calls me and she's like, eh, no big deal. Like, <laughs> like in fact I think I'm gonna break up with him. Like yeah, eh. yeah. She's just kind of like that. Yeah, thanks. Thing. Yeah. She's like, that's it. She's like, no, I don't feel more attached. I was like, okay. I, I'd love those jeans. <laughs> um, let's see. And the fact that he wrote her like a, a lovely like card afterwards. I mean, mm -hmm. come on. A sex card. Does Hallmark have a sex card? I mean, it's very possible at this point. <laughs> oh yeah. And the fact that they broke the fourth wall um, when well, not literally, but when um, they're in the car having sex or after with the, when she's like addressing the, hey, listen to this song. It's a really good song. Like that's, that's a device that people don't normally do in, in movies. And, and they, they did that. He does that a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. Cameron does a lot where um, they start the scene and 
in your eyes is already playing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's softer, it's quieter. Right. And then um, they have their moment of like, you're shaking, are you okay? Right. And then you're cold here, have some blanket. And then she's like, listen to this song. It's a really good song. And then the, the music in- level goes up. Okay. So that's, that's called breaking the fourth wall where it's like, you're actually addressing the, what's happening to the audience. That's not scripted or not part of the, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, he wrote, it's like, he made the music part of, uh, part of the, like the dialogue. Yeah. It's a character and a part of the dialogue. I, I thought that was it. And then they, they did that a couple of times um, with the, with the driving to Ricky, don't lose the number. And um Oh gosh, in in the mood playing on, is it in the mood, or take five playing on the jukebox? <laughs> oh, I don't know. When uh, the IRS shows up at the dinner party. <laughs> oh geez, that's right. Uh, I have people here. Yeah. <laughs> Speak to my lawyer. Um, Coming up is the pen. Oh yeah, yeah, and there's also symbolism there with with her father at the end but yeah what, what do you think about that what those the correlation between yeah I gave her, gave her my heart and she gave me a pen yeah what was she trying to do with the pen I still don't really understand like I know that's what her, well, her dad, dad yeah her dad gave gave it to her right to give to him yeah but I still don't understand what that means like is that is he trying to create distance like I think so like yeah like you can you can write her okay so you, you're, you're you'll still be connected but please go away yeah yeah okay like there needs to be there needs to be boundaries but okay now that makes sense with the correlation at the end in the letter with the pen and she gives him a pen like gonna write to him from jail or you know he can write to her from jail yeah that's interesting but yeah i I love the 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 famous phone booth scene in the rain and And he's just like demolished the rain on my car is a baptism yeah i say i say that from time to time but yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting. There's a lot of like I, I noticed a little like continuity mistakes um, that that happen. But whatever, it's the fucking '80s. But like the the blood that he has when he's boxing when she comes to see him, the blood disappears when they're kissing. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't, want, I don't want, I don't want that on my face. Like, <laughs> yeah, or she's also wearing white and like huge hug. You know, it's like that blood would have gotten everywhere, but stuff like that just noticed this time around oh a best quote ever you got it all figured out Corey. if you start out depressed everything else is just a pleasant surprise (laughs) i mean hey that's sort of my philosophy now i think i think they call it stoicism i think that is what stoicism is (laughs) defined (laughs) um what else uh yeah i think i think i've gone through I've gone through all my notes other than the overalls, but yeah. yeah. My my notes are pretty much just going like going through the movie. And so it's right now it's like, you know, there's the when he goes to hang out with those dudes, like he's like, I need some dudes in my life. And they're just like, you know, basically like screw women. And then, you know, he's like, Well That was a mistake. You know, like why why don't you have any? And they're like, because well, by choice. My choice we we choose this lifestyle it's like yeah right you walk with us you walk tall i like that little scene i like and then i will forever quote bitches man <laughs> i mean for reals um 
so yeah then boo boxing which nobody's ever gonna forget ever uh, yeah i mean now that might be viewed as stalking or intimidation or i don't know i mean there was no restraining order but like you know i don't know if that would be viewed as as kindly as it a, a gesture would seem so romantic nowadays as it was you know back then i don't know yeah but i mean he's not like on her property oh okay I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's not, but I'm old, so I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I would no. be annoyed, but I don't think, like, I mean, if the person did something, like, truly wrong and, like, shouldn't come near me, right. then yes, that would be, on like, inappropriate. But, I mean, if I, if we just, like, broke up and then he was like, I still love you, here's my boom box, like, I don't, I'd just be like, ugh, if I didn't want him back, I would just be like, oh, she's yeah I don't think I'd get yeah. really too worked up about it the rest is just you know um her confronting, What's your favorite part of the movie confronting her dad and then the end with oh. the airplane and the five minutes waiting for the ding yeah I love that he went with her and to his dad to the, her dad's chagrin absolute chagrin because he's he wanted to go with her. I was I was wondering if his original plan was to go with her to England, but I don't know. Keep an eye on his, you know, his daughter's virginity or whatever the fuck he's obsessed with. But yeah, it was weird. And then I thought it was super. I love the super awkward scene with the stepdad or the the new boyfriend of the mom, like where like her mom feel looks so focused on her new relationship is like, don't fuck this up, honey. Smile. Otherwise, your mouth turns down. Oh, that's right. It's yeah, the like, only I scene though where we meet her mom. Yeah, it was very awkward. Like it was cringy. Like that moment where it's like it's like it's almost like fuck her daughter. Like she's like. I kind no, of felt like that scene didn't need to happen. No, it did. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of just like five seconds of like it wasn't really necessary to the movie, but whatever. Of character development, but I think maybe because they mentioned that she had to stand in court and pick a parent that maybe they wanted to just show the flavor, the flavor of why and, and how it's fucked up. I, I also appreciate, like, I don't know if it was a, an, a choice of John Cusack's or if it was a director or Cameron's direction, but how he kind of muttered under his breath, like almost to himself a couple of times, like when he was like, um, I want to, you know, what are you up to? Like, well, I'm going to be leaving. Like, well, I would really like to spend as much time as possible with you. And then he was like, I did it. I said it. Like when he was like, sort of to himself, that's kind right. of like, I love those little like human moments, like things that we, we do that isn't normally in dialogue or seen on, right. on you know, I thought that one, that worked well. I don't know whose choice that was, but what else you got? Um, I really don't have anything else. I'm at an end. Say anything. Or, or, you can say anything to me. Say anything more about say anything. God, that's cheesy. I don't know if I have anything more to say. Let's see here. You're the one with all the ideas, ideally. Well, I mean, play it out. <laughs> play it out to the, to the end. Like, you know how like you want to like picture the characters in the future? Do you think they stayed together? No. Okay. But that's probably just the... <laughs> like the old cynical, cynical woman in me. 
seen too so much she life. Her, she marries her dad is what you're saying when, when he gets out of jail. She doesn't marry her dad, but she probably, she probably marries a Brit. <laughs> marries a rich Brit. Okay. He goes back. He lives with his sister and fucking does some kickboxing or something. And uh, Corey goes, Corey's married to Joe. Um, they live in a trailer park and uh, she still writes songs. Nah, Corey, Corey's now a lesbian. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> there was some lesbian ha hair happening with her other friends that I was like the little mullet thing that I was like, oh yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some of that happening. And so, could yeah. you blame I think she, I think she, wrote, I think she wrote off men after Joe. With good reason. Maybe she, you know, multi-million dollar record deal. <laughs> I think so. Joe sues her for, for like, for copyrights. It's, it's a box set of the 65 songs or whatever. <laughs> Would make Cameron Crow happy. Um, yeah, I just, I like to, I like to think about like the fact that like, man, they wanted, they wanted to hook up those actors. I, I like, I like that. I think that's, that's good casting and, and it really advances the storyline when you could feel like the sexual tension. I feel yeah. like. I don't know if it's true, but I feel like that about Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams in the notebook. Really? Everybody, the stories I've heard is that they hated each other. I mean, then they're the best actors. I mean, well, I mean, I think that the opposite of love is hate. Like it's a, it's a double edged. Maybe it's, yeah, you just take that hate passion, roll it yeah, in. It's, it's, it's angry sex. It's hate sex. Oh God, I love the notebook. Yeah, that's like that's a tear. Oh, I cry every time. I'll cry thinking about it. Who doesn't literally like any man I know who's seen who has seen that movie has cried. Yeah, that's another episode. Another good line from Say Anything before we wrap up is like the fact that he asked the question that we were all asking: Are you here because you need me or you need someone? Oh, shit! Sure. I, I think I did make a note about that. It's a very true question to and then ask. He's like, and then he's just like, I don't even care. Whatever. yeah he's like i don't even care and then she's like oh wait i'm supposed to answer this um you i need you like you know where it's like it is it is a good question to ask and i think it's a combination the answer is is not you i think it's a combination of things and she does need someone timing you know, she, didn't, she didn't have her dad and um yeah he screwed her over and but, she's young so i mean you're gonna you're not gonna feel as independent at that age Right. I like the choice to use uh, a nursing home and to see like under the guise of, of being kind and helping the, the dark underbelly of, of stealing from them too. It's like, so, so it's like looks shining on the outside and ugly on the inside. So I like, I like that use of it. I've heard some terrible stories. It wasn't about, so, yeah. Huh? I said, I've heard some terrible stories recently about assisted living. Yeah. That makes me want to like, hopefully not be around past like the age of 70 no no i'm with you i'm like please don't put me in one of those homes i'm afraid i want to live alone until the end yeah. if i can yeah That's not true. alone i'll have cats <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have golden girls yeah probably no i know um well cool well thanks for joining us is there anything else you want to add or Nope, I got nothing. That was a good first run. I know. We'll see if we actually post this, but who knows? I believe in us. But yeah, Maybe we'll we see what, what's up next for the next next movie. We have some good stuff coming ahead. I got a whole three 
little cards, little three by seven or three three by sevens, three by fives filled with potential movies. With show ideas. All right, perfect. We'll see you next time on uh, insert name here podcast. Yeah. To be determined name shortly. There we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks everyone. And see Thank you. Next you. Time. Bye. All right.